Mr. Tips is on. Hey, what's up, everyone? It is your favorite podcast, Just the Tips, with Julian and Austin. Uh, and we're here to give you some hot tips to help improve your life. That's right. How's uh, it going today, Austin? Pretty good, man. I just took a... I didn't sleep very well last night. I just woke up from a nap, drank too much coffee, and I have heartburn, so it's the usual. Sounds like a winning combination. I feel great today. I feel like I got that um, that tiger blood running through me that Charlie Sheen talked about. Is that right? Yeah, I drank like 60 ounces of coffee so far, and... Uh, nice. I'm feeling real, real strong. Is that all? Do you drink all hot coffee or you drink cold brew too? Hot coffee. I drink cold brew, but uh, Coral likes that more. So she usually wants it for herself. And I only drink it if I'm out of hot coffee. I don't give a shit what temperature it is. I'll drink Dude. coffee in any temp. Yeah, that's true. I've seen you drink two day old coffee room temperature. There's enough cold brew to go around. You don't have to, Coral doesn't have to drink all of it. Well, she buys like pre-made cold brew from the store. And uh, so yeah. she doesn't want, she only has a limited amount. It goes pretty quick. It's it, it's it's way better just to make your own. You have to get the, one of those jars that I have with the filter, the cone, and you can just make your own cold brew. We we have one. It's just a matter of never using it. Dude, I, I have two big jars and one of those cones, and I always have like a double rotation of a giant mason jar of cold brew. Ooh, nice. It's, it's highly recommended. Sounds real good. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll, we'll talk about that uh, offline. I'll give you a private tip on making some cold brew. Sure you have enough cold brew, yeah. We could start a, another podcast all about cold brewing. That's true. People need to okay. know. How's, uh, how's your week? Just worked all week, man. I'm busier now than I was before the quarantine, uh, at my job. So it's pretty exhausting and I'm really enjoying my weekends, but I am like doing a lot of things that I've wanted to do for a long time. I've, I've, I've forced myself to get in the habits of doing them. So I'm teaching myself to play the piano, doing like an hour a day, strong, uh, trying to learn Spanish. So I feel, I feel accomplished. Did you use my tip from last week about chaining where you get a streak going? Yes. Liar. I, I've been streaking, man, since this started. (laughs) I've been streaking like my ass in my underwear. Dude, there's no way you're going to learn Spanish. I feel like it's just not in the cards. Well, I work with, uh, predominantly Spanish speaking workforce. So I feel like. If I can get to a certain level, then I'll be able to practice there and and, and and immerse myself. Yeah, maybe. That's actually the best way, it seems like. that's the I, I took Spanish like all through high school and never learned anything. And then I worked at Gavi's, and I learned Spanish in like two years. Exactly. And then I forgot it all. But Yeah, so that's all I need to do, and then just force everyone to speak Spanish to me, which will make work a little more difficult, but I feel like it'll be worth it in the end. Yeah, I guess you. I could see you getting good at Spanish, but I could never see you getting the accent. You'll always sound like the whitest Spanish speaker. Oh, yeah. But that's fine. Though. I'm not going to be one of those guys that's like, uh, yeah, I'm going to have the pollo enchiladas. <laughs> I hate that when people do that. Dude, I, I hate ordering chori- chorizo and eggs. Chorizo? I never know what to say. Dude, when people throw the Spanish accent in, uh, it drives me nuts. If you're like from Mexico or of you know yes that's that fine descent. that's one thing but when white people do it yeah it's yeah horrible. when white people do it it's really annoying yeah so carniceria yeah I, that's another one carniceria i never know can i have say. the carne asada <laughs> all right let's do this let's go all right let's We're gonna, do the tips. everyone's already we probably only have one or two people left listening hold on before we start i have a special surprise for everyone I, oh, oh! I think I know where this is going. I got a new box, and I haven't opened it yet. I have no idea what's in here. No way. So this is going to be a surprise to me and to you all, and we're going to share wow. sharing it. For cool. those of uh, for those new listeners, we have Julian during Valentine's Day got his wife a uh, a monthly 
sex box where they give you an order of what is it like five new toys every month for three to four months yes that's some right some of the fan favorites what there was something called the pummeler there were some anal beads that were the size of golf balls and i don't remember what else there's some kind of swing that you attach to the tree outside yeah sex sex cheat tree swing my neighbors love that one julian's just been using it as a regular swing though <laughs> yeah i have a doll that i swing with all right, here we go. Opening for the first time. So let's see what we got. So the first item I'm picking up is Fuzzy Navel Love Liquor for the Frisky. Hey, will you hold them up to the camera so I can see? Oh, it's like a little alcohol bottle. With yeah, some... it's a little individual shooter. Yeah, but it has something... It's a, it's, oh, it's a, it's a warming lotion. Oh. And I think it's edible. So it's edible warming lotion. Then. All right, that's pretty good. We got a quickie tip. Get off. Vibe it, plug it, love it. I have no idea what this is. Hold it up. Let me see it. It's for men. Yeah. Yeah, you can oh. tell. It looks like it's a very manly packaging. It looks like it comes with a Stay Hard Reusable Cock Ring, a Play With Excellent. Me Cutie Vibe Plus, and a basic anal plug. Just a basic one. Well, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, you don't want to get right into the... Oh, those are pretty nice, man. Yeah, so I think you use all three of those at once, and you, you give yourself a little quickie. It's very masculine packaging. It's like the... Uh suave for men line or whatever you know or axe body spray has that yeah. kind of vibe to it holy shit wait till you see this thing this is what's called a lolly whoa lolly was designed to please featuring three speed gyration and vibration this toy delivers deep throbbing sensations to your clitoris the shaft massages your g-spot as it gyrates you are sure to find lots of pleasure with this playful dual action rabbit style vibe. Does that have dude that wait, does that have one of those little buttons on the front like the toys do where it says try me? Or is that just a advertisement that says play with me? It says play with me, but I think You can press it and spin it around while it's in the package, maybe. No, the batteries aren't in it. Ah, uh, dang. That'd be fun though. Alright. Well you guys are gonna have loads of fun with that one. Dude, that thing I'd be scared if I was a girl. And yeah. now we have safe sex. What is this? Antibacterial toy bag. So I guess there's some antibacterial. Oh, it's a bag that you put your toys in, and it's got antibacterials on it, so it cleans them, I guess. So you can put your vibe in there. <laughs> you put it in the bag, and then you put the bag in the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. And then this is refresher. What the fuck is this? Toy cleaner. So no, lots of oh, cleaning look stuff. At that. Yeah. So a pretty functional box this week. Yeah, it's got it. Got it. It's got everything you need. And then drink me. Everyone's a winner. Drink me lotto. Scratch off circles one at a time. Match three and win. So this one says like tie cherry stem with your tongue. Do a body shot off a stranger. So this is like a sex game, I guess. You're gonna have to wait till after quarantine for that. Can you do the the cherry tie with the tongue? No. Yeah, I could never do that either. I actually, I think I can. It just takes me a while. I'm not like one of those that can do it really quickly. Yeah, well, it doesn't do you any good if it takes you ten minutes. I could never do it. We're bad kissers, both of us. I'm a great kisser. I'm just not precise. I'm more, more uh, blunt force. Um, <laughs> and then it's like a street sweeper or something. Yeah, and then last but not least. We got Coochie Shave Cream, oh so smooth. And obviously <laughs> that's for uh, shaving your coochie. Es yeah. Escape on an erotic adventure with Island Paradise, infused with juicy acai berries and sensual sweet mango steen. You'll discover and uncover the many wonders of this fragrance. Well, that's nice. I think you had a tip a few weeks ago about enhancing your relationship with while shaving each other, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I just said you can always ask your partner for some help to get to those hard-to-reach places. 
and you said you refused yes. to put your lover through that. Right. And uh, But maybe if I had some of that coochie cream, I would change things. You can spice up the bedroom, ma'am. You can yeah. shave whatever design you want in their pubic hair, and then you... Yeah, I'm sure you can use that on men, too. Sure, man. Cool. Is that, it? Is that it? That's all this week. Is that the so last sex box? Unfortunately, yes. But man. maybe we'll get them as a sponsor, and then we can get one every week. Yeah. And we can sh- we can try them with our partners and, sh- and swap stories. Yeah, because I'm not a listener of the show, but that's my favorite part, for sure. I don't know if it's just because I can see it through the camera or what, but... I really like it. All right. Well, maybe I'll make an investment and get more. I just got to try all these things now. I got to I gotta etch off one a week. Yeah. Make some instructional videos. There's dudes on YouTube, obviously, I'm sure as you can imagine. Or I don't know if it's TikTok or where they do it, but there's guys like weirdos that get really into those sex toys, and they do like demos, and they get really passionate about them. You watch some strange things on YouTube, Austin. I, well, I found it. Uh, Tom Segura has a podcast called Your Mom's House, and they have a bunch of clips of like those guys. So they oh. call them the, the, the cool guy club, I think. Nice. All right, I'll have to yeah, watch so. them. Maybe they have some tips on how to use those anal beads because I'm scared. I am scared Dude, of those. You might be right for the cool guy club. Maybe. I might be cool enough. You look just like Tom Segura. So, but anyways, yeah. All right. You want me to start us off, Jules? Sure. Okay, so this I'm gonna start us off with a. Whoa, sorry, I got a cat situation. Got here. a special Jeez. guest, Austin's cat. Two cats fighting each other under me. So this is an unethical life pro tip for all you college students and maybe high school students. So what it is is if you don't want to get caught plagiarizing off of Wiki- Wikipedia, what this guy does. Oh yeah, user Canal One Hundred One. Thanks for the input. What he does is he translates the article to French. And then he translates it to Hindi and then back to English. And then he goes through and he chips off the grammatical errors and turns it in. And then that way they can't, apparently they can't uh, pull it up in one of those search things to try to see if you're plagiarizing. (laughs) And he says he gets praised for his hard work. Wow. That's a great way to cheat through college. Or high school for that matter. I know. We didn't have that option in high school. No. I never plagiarized, though, that I think about. I find that hard to believe. No maybe offense. I did by accident, but I never intentionally did it. Like, maybe I, like, wrote too closely to what I was reading, but I don't think I ever intentionally did it. I wasn't really a cheater in school. I just accepted that I would fail if I was going to fail. Yeah, well, that's probably why you ended up going to, uh, what's it called, alternative school. Falcon Rock, baby. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I cheated. I'm ashamed to say I cheated a lot in college. And actually, in seventh grade, I got in trouble for plagiarizing in Miss March's social studies class. I had a book report on the Luftwaffe, which is like the German Air Force or something. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm familiar with the German Air Force, Austin. And anyways, I, uh, I got some book from the library, and I, I didn't even realize I was doing it. I just basically plagiarized, like, four paragraphs and that was my whole paper and she took me brought me into class afterwards and and was like super serious and had a talking to me and how i could get expelled and possibly arrested and it was a whole thing and i was so dumb i didn't even realize what i was doing yeah it's crazy and, uh, how uh how much they throw the book at you if you do that stuff in school because it seems like a pretty minor offense in the grand scheme of things i can actually think of one time i did cheat and that was, uh, remember those uh, book logs you had to do in the summertime where you had to read like a certain number of pages and you had to write down your book? I would make up books. <laughs> you just make up books that didn't exist? Yeah. So I would just write nice. down like book titles and make up like a story premise because you had to do like a brief summary and I would be like, the sun sets too early or some stupid title like that and then just make up what it was about. Well, I couldn't imagine... What young Julian came up with. Yeah. Or I would recycle the same books I had already read like a while ago. Uh, and yeah. I just use them every summer. I used a lot of Star Wars books. I used to read a lot of Star Wars books as a kid. And they were pretty thick and had a lot of pages in them. Uh, I just used, I had to read The Catcher in the Rye in whatever grade. And I'm still, I'm still squeezing some juice out of that. People are like, have you read any classics? I'm like, I like The Catcher in the Rye. Nice. I read it like 20 years ago. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, but uh, I just remembered with that, when I got caught plagiarizing in seventh grade, I uh, I went home and I was, like, really upset, and I called my best friend at the time, Adam Hobesh, and I was like, dude, I got in trouble for plagiarizing, and I the teacher made it sound like I'm going to get kicked out of school, and Adam's like, I did too, and he the exact same thing happened to him. <laughs> we were just the two dumbasses that got caught plagiarizing. That's amazing. And then I basically just went through some other paragraphs and, and made the uh, information just took some words out, made it sound dumber like I was talking, and got an, like an A. Nice. As far as I remember. Yeah, I, I, for whatever reason, was too stupid to care what my grades were, and I just didn't think that school mattered, so I just didn't give a shit if I didn't do do well. Yeah, because I don't think your parents punished you, did they? Oh, yeah. Oh, I got punished. I mean, I was, like, grounded from TV pretty much all the time. Uh, it just didn't. I don't know. For whatever reason, did not I, register. I had a really thick skull. <laughs> one day at a time. <laughs> yeah, I just had a really thick skull, and I never got it until I got to college, and then I actually started caring. And it's a miracle I got to college, but uh, yeah. I did. And, and you then, got through it. I know. I graduated. Mm-hmm. It only took six and a half years. I think seven. Oh, but it took me six. So well, we're both. No need to brag. No idiots. need to brag, Austin. Oh, before we move on from the grades thing, I'm sure people are really tired if anyone's left. Uh, my dad had this thing where when I was a sophomore or whatever, he said if I didn't get or if I got any D's or F's, I couldn't drive and I lost my driver's license. And so, of course, I got a D in one of my classes when I was 16. And I took the my report card to our friend Zach, Zach Schwitzky. Remember him? Oh, yeah. And uh, and. <laughs> And because he always told me how good he was at scanning and changing things, and I didn't know what program he used, but anyways, he changed the D to a B and then reprinted it and gave it back to me, and it was like noticeably shittier than the laser printed copy they had. It came out on some like blurry inkjet, and I gave it to my dad, and I was nervous that he was going to catch me, and he didn't. He didn't think anything of it, and then like a week later, I see him uh, in the living room. And he's handling like car insurance stuff, and he's sending my fake report card to the insurance company for a good grade discount. <laughs> and rather than coming clean, I was just like, "Well, <laughs> we're gonna see what happens here." And he never got caught. They didn't check it was up fine. on you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. I I used to. This isn't really cheating, but I used to get the mail because uh, I was home before my parents, and so anytime like I would get a referral. Uh, sent home i would get it and i would stuff it under my dresser so uh my parents never saw him and so i remember when we were moving to college my mom lifted up my dresser and there was just like i don't know tons of envelopes stuffed under my uh dresser and she's like what is all this and i was like oh those are all my referrals from i used to get and so i never got caught um, nice on those because i had a ludicrous amount of referrals in middle school. I don't remember what it was, but it was almost, I felt like I, I was getting at least one referral a week uh, at a certain point. <laughs> <laughs> I was kicked uh, out of like two classes permanently and I was a real, real shit. Yeah. You were, you were delinquent for a while there. I was, but then I, now you're, then I straightened up. Yeah. Now you're a very sweet kid. Yeah. All right. All right. Go to the next tip, huh? So here's one. This one is real personal to me because it drives me nuts when people do this. But when and it's brought to you by Remotivated. Um, when asking someone to do something for you, don't critique how they get the job done. They will be less inclined to agree to help you in the future. This drives me nuts because I'm not the best at doing a lot of things. Like I, I get them done, but I, I may not do them in the right way. And if I'm helping someone. Uh, and they, and they, uh, start critiquing what I'm doing or how I'm doing it. I'm just, it, it, it pisses me off and I'm just like, well, you fucking do it then. Um, they should just be grateful. Your cat's purring really loud. Yeah. I'm trying to move the microphone away. And even if you are going to critique it, like, I think there's a diplomatic way to go about it. Like, and the only reason I think you do that is if somebody's doing something, in just a super inefficient way you're like that there's a much better way to do it you can just be like i think brandon was good at this at the restaurant or at, at, at my other job where he would just be like 
hey man, little advice, take it or leave it. This is what I do. And then he shows you a different way. And then he just kind of, I forgot about there. that. Brandon does do that. And he also appreciates being shown things as well. Good teacher, good learner, amazing lover. I knew you were going to say that. I know. I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> You're so predictable, Austin. All right. This one brought to you by Reddit user Ben Regulus. I love that guy. It is, don't argue with people on online platforms. People tend to be more defensive of their opinions and more aggressive with their words. It will only ruin your day and waste your time. And uh, I think this is something that a lot of people have trouble with and get sucked into. Because I'll see it all the time if I'm on uh, social media or on Reddit. Someone will just post something that you just totally disagree with. And then I get furious and I'm just like, I'm going to... I'm going to burn this guy down. I'm going to say something so witty and whatever. And then I scroll down like two inches and some guy just made fun of him in like a way more clever way than I could have. But uh, actually, that's not, I don't know why I went there, but more so don't do like political shit on Facebook and Instagram because it's just no matter which side you're on is bad. Yeah. Just keep your opinions to yourself on those matters. Unless you're like a political reporter or something and you're, you're, you're vested in politics keep your politics to yourself because you're not going to change anyone's mind. There's no person that's ever been on Instagram and saw someone with an opposite view post something and go, Oh, that really changed my outlook on things. I'm going to, I'm going to think differently now. It's more like people that agree with you will echo your, their agreement to you and people who don't agree with you will probably either start an argument or defriend you or think, differently of you so i just don't i i just put uh i don't know i don't even know what i put on there i just secretly get mad at people for a while and then i eventually like block them or unfollow them if it gets too out of control yeah and sometimes that's people that have the same views as me i'm just like like you said no one's changing like i would like to see if there is some case where somebody is just reading things on the internet that they totally disagree with and eventually change their mind but i feel like it has never happened uh, I think there are some people that get their entire uh, opinions fed to them by people on Facebook and Instagram, and they don't do any research oh, themselves, sure. and they just they just uh, repost other people's things, and that's what I I don't know. I, I just don't get involved. Honestly, I don't message anyone. I just I keep my thoughts to myself. If they want to have a discussion in person. Uh, an intelligent one. I'm, I'm down for that, but I'm not gonna, not gonna engage them online. I've only gotten in one online spout ever, and I never did it again after that. It it just got, it, it got too consuming. I was too angry every time I'd open it. I'd be like, "Oh, this motherfucker! I'm gonna show him." And I'd write. I'd spend so much time thinking the perfect comeback, and then he'd come back, and I'd go back <laughs> and forth, and I'm just like, at the end of it. We were never going to like each other. And so all it did was waste a bunch of energy and get me all huffy and puffy for no reason. And I don't like being huffy and puffy if you know me. Anyway. But at least, and also that was a long time ago. That was like. That was really long time ago. What, 10 plus years ago. Like you learned your lesson and you stopped doing it. Some people still fucking do it. And that's like, yeah, I think it becomes like their comfort zone. Like people get hooked on this online anger of, of going against, you know, disagreeing views. And it becomes some kind of weird comfort zone for them. And I've heard that, I think that, I don't know if this is true, but I've heard people say that Facebook and these other things sometimes will have algorithms that will set you up with things that infuriate you. if, Or at least if that's the type of thing that, that gets your rocks off, maybe. Yeah, Joe Rogan talks about that a lot. And uh, yeah, I don't, I'm, I, it wouldn't surprise me because, yeah, that gets you a lot of clicks and, and, and gets everyone riled up and, and, and fighting with each other. But uh yeah, I just I, I pretty much stay off those things. Uh, if I post something, it's like, oh, here's me skiing with my mom, or here's a pretty sunset. I don't, yeah. I don't do anything like. I don't know. I don't fall into that. But shit. I think that stuff. I think it only does that if that's what you're into. Like for me, it just it's all like dog videos and drumming videos. So whatever you show interest in, I guess that goes to that. Yeah. So that's true. All right. So here's mine, and. Uh, this one kind yeah, well never mind. Uh, this one's brought to you by Muachu, uh, and it is if 
you're in your 20s and just starting life on your own right now. Many habits you start now will be hard to break later if they aren't beneficial for your long-term health. And I would just say long-term, not just health, but well-being in general. Um, I know this is true uh, because I did kind of a, I guess I grew up in, in my, as, as most people do in their twenties and I got into working out and I had never worked out. It was so hard to get me to work out in high school and I was a lazy piece of shit. And in my twenties, luckily I got into the habit of working out and it's stuck with me since. And I've been a regular, uh, uh, worker outer. I don't know what the proper word is. Uh, since and also uh got into the habit of cooking i i learned to cook in my 20s and i still cook to this day and and so a lot of the things that i still do and love today i got into in my 20s and i try to instill that in in the younger folks to you know get into good habits in your 20s because they will definitely last you the rest of your life most likely you think you're better than me julian no I don't. Yes, you do. No, that's a good. That is a good tip. I wish. I wish thirty-seven-year-old Julian was around when I was twenty to give me that tip. Eight. Because yeah, there's so many things when I when I did when I was twenty, mostly bad habits where I was just like, oh, I'm young. This this will go away, or this isn't a big deal. And then ten years later, you're like, that's that's become who I am. Yeah. You know. And I mean, not, I'm not saying I was perfect. There's a lot of bad habits I still have. Like I don't eat the healthiest and I probably drink a little too much when I do drink, uh, things like that. But you have very heavy footsteps around the house. Yeah. My, that's, that's been, that was before my twenties. That's a lifelong thing. I don't know what got me into that. You, when we had that hollow floor, at that house on 11th man. It was insane. I could hear you on the other side of the house. Yeah. I It was like you were just just shooting your heels into the ground. I was like that it felt like it hurt your knees. I remember I was like worried about your knees. I was like how can you walk stomp so hard? My knees are fine, man. I got strong knees. I don't know what yeah. it is. I don't I it, it doesn't register to me. I just I'm a stomper, I'm a slammer. As I said in previous episodes, I'm a ne- Neanderthal. I'm just a big yeah. big hairy gorilla that's just what, making my way in this human world. Yeah, no finesse. Nope. So the only thing I'm good at finessing is uh, skiing. That's like the only somewhat finesse sport that I'm good at. But everything else, I suck at. Remember, <laughs> I remember when you started skiing like a lot recently, and you were going to it was like Mammoth or Big Bear or something, and you were telling me how good you'd got at skiing with your new skis, and I believed you. But then you're like. Yeah, at any given time, I'm probably one of the five best skiers on the mountain. <laughs> I mean, that's probably not not on the mountain. I meant on the, each run, because I'd be passing everybody. Okay. No, there's definitely tracking. there's definitely better, way better skiers than I am. As I yeah, there's probably fifty professional skiers there when you're there. As I learned the difficult way when I tried to ski with one of them and dislocated my shoulder. Julian had no friends to go skiing with. And he met some guy in an online forum that plugs skiers together. And they were super excited. And they went to Mammoth or whatever. And on their very first run, the guy's like, Black Diamond? Double Black Diamond? Julian's like, yeah, Double Black Diamond. And then Julian just immediately falls down and dislocates his shoulder. And they have to take him down on a jet ski or a whatever, snowmobile. No, not on a snowmobile. Just in one of those sleds that they tow behind. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they took him down on that. And the guy just had the sled alone. Yeah, <laughs> and Julian's like, "Dude, go without me." And the guy's like, "No, I'm not leaving you, Julian." And the guy like went down with you, all sad, and then you guys probably hugged, and then he just had to ski alone, and you had to go to the hospital. Yep, it was awful. I was so bummed. Such a Julian story. I was so sad. I I just got cocky. I got down the hardest part of the mountain and thought that I was good, and then I started going fast and I hit a jump. And went way too high in the air and landed and fell down like a good portion of the hill. (laughs) 
You've had so many good. We could make a coffee table book of stories of you dislocating your shoulder. I know. That, like that's not even close to the best one. That was my tenth time doing it. I've dislocated it, uh, giving a high five out during a beach volleyball game. That's my favorite one. Yeah, beach volleyball high five dislocate. Yeah, you were there for that's that amazing. one. You were there for that. No, one. I don't. I don't think I. Yeah, I guess I was. Yeah, that was at Danny's birthday party in in Dockweiler Beach. Oh yeah. Luckily, the guy who did it was a massage therapist and knew how to pop it back in. And so that was good. The, the other funny one was uh, I I was floating in the ocean at Benet's house in Laguna and just like a wave came over me in just the right way and it just popped my shoulder out. And I was just like running up and down the beach asking if anyone was a doctor. And luckily I found a doctor who's like, I'm a doctor. And I was like, can you pop my shoulder back in? And he was hesitant at first, but then he's like, yeah, when he saw how much pain I was in. Jesus, I'm surprised that a doctor would do that. I'm surprised they wouldn't be like, dude, go to the hospital. I mean, it's easy to pop in once it's happened a few times. It's pretty loose. Um, yeah, but there's just a lot of liability if you're a doctor in the street. I was doing street doctoring. I was begging a man, and he did. Oh. And then the last Jesus. one was... Uh, I didn't even know about that one. The last one, I was working at a summer camp, and they had one of those blobs. And there's this, <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a kid who wanted me to blob him. And so I was like, oh, I'll blob you. And I jumped on the blob and it dislocated. And I landed in the water and I'm like swimming with one arm. And I'm like, hey, I dislocated my shoulder. Can someone help me? And all the lifeguards thought I was joking around. And I had to convince them. <laughs> I had to convince them I wasn't. And they had to come in the lake and save me. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. I forgot about that story. And for those of you who don't know, just go watch the movie Heavyweights. The blob is like a big air thing that one person jumps on, and there's like a lighter person on the other side, and it just launches them into the air into a lake. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> that's great. And then the, I remember the, the first time you dislocated, I think, was when we were riding to school in L.A., and you went over your handlebars on your bike. No, I was skateboarding. That was when I retired from skateboarding. Oh, that's right. My wheel got stuck in a crack, and I just went forward flying, and I... I, I, I walked like another mile to class with a dislocated shoulder because I had already missed like the maximum number of days you could miss. And I show up to class and Austin just went ahead of me. He didn't know I had fallen. He was just went went on and I show up with a dislocated shoulder and I'm like, oh, I made it to class. Mark me here. And then can someone take me to the hospital? Well, dude, you walked in with one of your shoulders just hunched down and you go, I dislocated my shoulder. And everyone just burst out laughing, and we did because we thought we we didn't believe you, even though one of your shoulders was like six inches lower than the other, and everybody was just laughing. And I feel bad. And then Kelsey was the only person who was like, "Dude, I'll take you to the hospital." Yeah, and he got up and and took you. And then we get to the hospital, and there's no one in the waiting room, and I'm I'm just like, "Oh, thank God, this will be quick," and 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 they're like, "Oh, I'll see you right right away." And I'm sitting in the waiting room for like an hour. Like, where is this guy? What's going on? I'm just like pacing back and forth in agonizing pain. And uh, and I just keep asking, like, is he done? Is he done? And so what happened was one of the doctors was getting off his shift and the other doctor hadn't shown up yet. And he was just tired and didn't want to take any more patients. And so Jesus. he is waiting for the other guy to show up before he popped my shoulder back in. And I finally complained enough where he finally is like, get in here. And he popped it back in real quick. And then uh, that was it. And that cost $3,000 with an x-ray. That's what it means when you don't have insurance. But I let it just go to collections, and, and I waited the seven-year period out because I couldn't afford to pay that back then. Is that a bonus tip? <laughs> bonus tip, if you don't care about your credit for seven years, you can just let it go, and it will reset in seven years. You forgot to do the ding, ding, ding thing. Oh, ding, ding, ding. You can add that in. Bonus tip, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Damn it, Julian. Sorry. I'm still don't getting pay used your bills. To this. It'll go to collections, and you can figure it out later. Yeah, if you don't give a sh if you're not buying a house or a car in the next seven years, just let it go, man. If you can't afford it, <clears throat> bad advice. Don't do that. All right, uh, I think it's your turn. Okay, this is a quick tip, but nonetheless a very important one. It is brought to you by Reddit user CLMKMC4. Clump Kemp's four. Okay. You know anything to say, Julian? Oh, 
uh, Clump Can 4 gives the best back rubs. Okay. Uh, don't say anything negative about someone's appearance that they cannot change or fix within 20 seconds. What, what do you think of that tip, Julian? I think that's a great tip. If you tell someone they're too fat, then that's going to be – they can't do anything about that in 20 seconds. That's going to be like 20 months. Uh, if they have a bad haircut, they got to wait till their next haircut. What are you going to do? They have a booger in their nose, though. They can fix that real quick, and and that's a good one. I feel like the haircut, maybe that maybe that's it, you can do that de- one a little bit. It depends. Yeah, I guess it depends. depends on the person. Yeah, it depends how well you know them in this in the the circumstances. If you're at like a dinner party and you call them out in front of everyone, then that's not good. But if you're just like at your friend's house and there's just two of you, you can let them know like maybe that mohawk wasn't such a cool idea. It's like, hey, everyone, look at Julian's haircut. What an idiot. And then everyone starts laughing at you. Yeah. I don't really have many choices of haircuts. I can either shave my head or that's about it. You can grow a ponytail. I could grow a ponytail. I was going to try to get a GoFundMe started to get you to grow a ponytail. but I would, I would do it. Now that I'm married, I have no need to look good. Just joking. I need to look good for my wife. Dude, some people look good with ponytails. I can't see myself pulling off the ponytail. Yeah, you'd have to change your whole lifestyle. You'd have to get like some sandals, those strap sandals, and there's a whole a whole thing behind it. Yeah, the whole persona. I'm not trying to do all that. The main thing with this tip is is like something that somebody can't change. Like it's fucked up when people make short jokes or like, "Damn, your teeth are fucked up." Or some people just have no filter, and I feel like I'm pretty bad at not having a filter, but not with something like that. Just Something that's going to ruin someone's day or possibly week. Yeah. I I don't think I do that. I'm pretty n- No, nice. you definitely don't do that because you're not a fucking idiot. But uh, And I think it's more of like a younger hey, person. Hey, thanks, Austin. Or, that's really nice of you to so, say. Yeah, Julian, you're, you're a good chap. But uh, Brandon, I don't remember this. I, this story probably won't uh, make sense without visuals. But Brandon always tells some story about some kid in middle school who had jacked up front teeth, I guess. And uh, some kids were, like, talking, and they didn't realize he was there, and were just like, I don't remember what happened, but they're like, yeah, those teeth are fucked up. Not as fucked up as Barry's teeth or whatever. And then they look over at the kid, and he's just sitting there watching, <laughs> and he has one of those Trapper Keeper folders, and he just, while he's looking at them, he just slowly lifts <laughs> it up over his face and covers his mouth. And it's a lot funnier when you see Brandon do it, but it's like, God, that poor kid. Huh. Like, parents couldn't afford braces, and he just has to sit there and think about how jacked his teeth are. Dude, kids are brutal. I was I was so mean to kids when I was in middle school. I was a real jerk, and I feel bad. I feel bad for some of the shit I used to say to kids. Um, but, yeah, I can't get over it. And, like, watching it with my own daughter, the things that kids would say and do to each other, I was just like, holy shit, man. As an adult, when you see it from an adult perspective, you're like, these kids are fucking assholes. But when you're a kid, you think it's all just fun and games. You don't think of the consequences of it or, like, how badly you're hurting someone's ego or emotion. Right. It's all about approval because you don't know yourself and you're like, I want to make these kids laugh or whatever. I don't know. At any expense. But- yeah, it's crazy. It seems like kids have gotten better overall because of the internet and awareness and stuff, like in high school maybe. Kids – But I, I could dude, be wrong. I'm, I, in my experience, these kids these days are way better in so many ways than we were. We were fucking maniacs. Like, we, yeah. we made teachers cry on a daily basis because uh, we were such assholes. I remember once we had uh, this one substitute teacher in eighth grade and uh my friend blake sat next to me and she asked for a volunteer to read and i read and i pretended i couldn't read and i uh and i was like trying to sound out every word and i was just like and she started laughing she started laughing and then the whole class like just jumped in on the joke and we're and and my friend blake was like he really can't read and she felt so bad and she gave me like 15 minutes to read one paragraph and like help me out through every single word. And at the end she put her hand on my shoulder and said that was the most courageous thing she ever saw. And the whole class just started laughing and she got so upset and she just kicked me out and I went to ISS 
which was in school suspension. And then 15 minutes later, the entire class came into ISS. They, they, she kicked, she kicked out everyone. <laughs> and, Jeez. and our teacher came back the next day, just mortified and told us that she, the woman had to go home after our class. Cause she had like a nervous breakdown and she couldn't, she couldn't teach anymore that day. And, uh, we all thought it was hilarious back then, but now I feel like such an asshole because she was such a sweet yeah. old lady and she didn't know what was coming for her. Dude, that's brutal, man. Yeah. But on a lighter note, when we were in, uh, remember when we had this other school where you had a new teacher every month, we'll try to make this quick because we were, we were dragging ass. Julian, uh, so Julian's a little bald on top. and uh, A little? We had a, this. We had this new teacher. And so for the, the whole month, Julian had this plan with the whole class where he would wear, he got one of those visors from Venice Beach that had like fake hair flat top or like spiked brown hair on top through a visor. And he wore it every day to that class for like three weeks or so until the teacher knew you as like the kid who had the weird hair. And this was right when those hats came out. So like before everyone knew about them. And then at one point he just asked a question and when he has the teacher's full attention, he takes the visor off, revealing the bald head, and just scratches his head and puts it back on. And the teacher just lost it. She was so blown away. She was dying laughing. Yeah, she was amazed. Because but... she's like, I always I always thought you had the weirdest haircut, and it looked so weird, but I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was great. That was funny. I think there's a picture of that online somewhere. <clears throat> Of me with that. Oh, yeah, there's on. a picture of you with the hairstyle. For yeah, sure. you should post if we ever create a website, you should post that on there. We will. Um, oh, that's a good idea. We should start an Instagram. And we can post pictures of these things for our listeners. All right. All right. Uh, or okay. Is it my turn or your turn? My turn. Uh, this is something I figured out in my adult life. Life's too short to wear uncomfortable underwear and socks. Uh, yes, buy comfortable underwear and socks. I don't know about women because you guys wear crazy like little underwear, and I don't know how comfortable those are because I've never worn them. But from a guy, I can tell you, just if, if you have an uncomfortable pair of underwear, they're cheap enough, throw them away and get a new pair. When I was young and I couldn't afford anything, I would wear whatever I had just because I you know, I needed underwear and if it was uncomfortable, I would just let it, let it go. Um, and so I always had like underwear that was like too short and my nuts would hang out of it or stuff like that. And I just didn't yeah, give you a had shit. The raggediest underwear. Yeah. And that's coming from me who has pretty raggedy underwear from time. To time. <laughs> yeah. And so, and also sorry to the ladies who came to this, uh, came to this podcast hoping for underwear tips from us. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, sorry to let them down. Well, well but, uh, go ahead. Continue story. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, when I was able to upgrade my underwear game to comfortable underwear, I never looked back. It's it's ridiculous. I used to deal with the most crazy things. Like I would literally just have my testicles hanging out of one of my Dude. of one of my uh, pant legs all day long. Dude, and it I was just crazy, man. It. Like, oh my god! I remember we'd look over and see you had your like you had your cargo shorts on and your the boxer shorts the bottom of the boxer short was pulled above the waistband of your khakis yeah your your pant your you basically just had like a piece of material just i don't know yeah holding your balls up i don't know dude it looked awful and you did that i saw that a hundred times yeah that was a regular thing i i would have wedgies so far up my ass it was just like a, the thickest g-string just wedged up my ass like like I had gotten an atomic wedgie and I would just walk around like that all day. But you're just like a mule. You don't notice. So yeah. you just do that. Yeah. For you'd have that for 12 hours. Yeah. And then you're just wearing like two different pairs of old socks. Yeah. And I have like, I'd have like, uh, what's it called? Or like a rash from the underwear, like rubbing wrong on my thighs and stuff. Cause it was fitted so badly, but oh I just like God. dealt with it all day. Remember that story when, when you went and uh, you showed up all drunk when you lived with Brandon and you went to his, uh, he was in his room with his girlfriend. I think she was like in her underwear panties or something. And you just like barged in and like, hey, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and Brandon's like, Jesus, Julian. And then he, somehow he's just like, dude, your boxers are above your waistband. And you go, oh, are they? And you just dropped your khakis and revealed just your whole package to his girlfriend. <laughs> and she was devastated. 
And then you just pulled you just pulled your underwear down and then yanked your pants back up and that girl's life was never the same. Uh I'm sorry to that girl. But we had a good laugh about it the next day. It was all in good fun. Yeah, I didn't mean to. I was still telling that story. I wasn't I wasn't trying to come on her or anything. <laughs> I was just okay, ready. bad wardrobe malfunction. We got to get these ha- these tips moving. Okay. We're, already a, we're dragging we're ass to today. Ending. Yeah, we're supposed to be. We're going to have to. I don't know, man. We're going to have to end the podcast. No. Okay, so this one. No. These tips okay. are too good, Austin. You're right. This is posted by user PY16JTHR. And and this one's more of a discussion, I guess, because it, it, it's not. It doesn't apply to everybody, to each his own. But it's a workout involved, workout related one, and that's kind of, I feel like whatever works for you. But I find that as somebody who has tried every workout regimen, every diet, and had some success and way more failure, I think for most people, finding success is uh, this is the way to go. And it says getting in the habit of working out consistently, no matter how moderate the workout is, is the best way of getting into better shape. So just Something that you'll stick to is better than than going from being a fat blob to like I'm gonna fucking do P90X, you know? Yeah, I I follow this. I I try and do something every day, and even if it's like, oh, I don't have time or the energy to do like a full blown out like heavy session in the gym or something, I'll like go for a bike ride or a run or something like enjoyable that, uh, or take the dog for a walk. Just something physical every day. For example, yesterday I didn't do any exercise at all because I worked and I was tired and so uh at like 9 30 at night I just decided to do a uh, dance party in my living room by myself for like well with my wife for like an hour and a half just to get some exercise um you know you just got to mix it up and that way you keep it mm-hmm. fresh too it doesn't get boring so I like to do dance a, party yeah I like to do a variety Did- thing from dancing to bike riding to jogging to HIT workouts, high intensity interval training is what HIT stands for for you people who don't know. Um, swimming, I mix it up. Just do something active. Yeah, we get the idea. Keep it fun, y'all. Just basically whatever workout you will enjoy doing and stick to is the way to go. So whether that be playing sports or walking, for me lately, I'm just like, dude, I'm just going to walk for a while, maybe do some push ups and try not to eat so much and see where that goes. So. <laughs> You're doing the uh, because I've tried P- P90X so many times, tried every crazy ass diet, and it's just I've had success with them, but there's usually just a matter of time before you fall apart and get back to where you started. My favorite diet that you've ever done, which you actually had the most success with, was when you would inject yourself with synthetic uh, impregnated female urine uh, once a day and restrict your calorie count to 500 calories every day, and you just didn't. Mm-hmm. Do I ordered sh- it from China. Yeah, and it was like the most ridiculous. He he tried to convince me to do it. He's like, dude, it's not that bad, honestly. He's literally injecting himself with synthetic urine every day in his ass, and then I don't know if that's what. Yeah, that's what they called it. It was HCG, but I don't even think it was real. Whatever it was, it was so stupid. And he's like, it works. I'm like, yeah, of course it works because you're only eating 500 calories a day. Anyone would fucking lose a ton of weight eating 500 calories a day. It's true. I lost a pound a day. I started losing my mind by the end. I was just, it was crazy. Dude, I don't know why you didn't do anything for that period of time either. You'd be like, hey, man, you want to mm-hmm. hang out? And be like, sorry, man, I'm on this crazy diet. I can't do anything. And he just Dude, like, I got so skinny on that one time. Yeah. And then the, my favorite is like, how long did it take you to gain a bunch of weight back after you stopped it? Two days. <laughs> no, it, it actually, dude, it, it I mean, it took like a year or so to gain it back. But the, well, I've done it like two or three times, and each time I gain it back faster. And now I can't even do it. I tried to do it again a couple of years ago, and I just I couldn't even last one day. Yeah, I did so bad for you. I, yeah, if you want to do that, do intermittent fasting. It's way easier and, and it's easy. But again, it all depends on what's easier for you. Like that's good for you, but for some people, it might be better to have small meals throughout the day and just count calories. True. But, I feel like for most people, counting calories and learning moderation and learning to not overfill is, and learning to deal with hunger is the best. But That's true. But it obviously teaches each his own. Some people can fucking get a P90X DVD and go to town and, and it just changes their lifestyle. But I think that's the minority. Yeah. 
Speaking of which, there's a Nate Bargatze joke that's pretty funny. He's talking about people doing P90X, and he's just like, I want the DVD of the before pictures. He's like, those guys look pretty good in the before pictures. <laughs> what kind of workout program does that take? <laughs> that's funny. It's Believe it or not, it's funnier when he tells a joke, <laughs> but... No way, Austin. Your delivery was flawless. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like paraphrasing a joke that you have forgot. Yeah. From 10 years ago. Okay, you go ahead. Okay. Uh, so here's one that kind of relates to the subject before. Uh, if you want to convince someone of something you're certain they're wrong about, ask questions about how they came to believe what they do instead of yelling at them the ways that they are wrong. Uh, that comes from jay zyker if you if you're trying to convince someone of something else and you just start attacking them for what what they're thinking it's going to instantly put them on the defensive and you're not going to get anywhere in in educating them but if you ask them questions you're more likely that they'll come to the realization on their own that they're wrong and and you just and you just if you if you can ask intelligent questions that that guides them to realize the answer on their own then that's going to be a better strategy to try and convince someone than just yelling at them about how that how wrong they are and blah 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 Mm -hmm. for sure i try and do this it's very hard i will (laughs) i'll say I, i i try i try to uh ask people questions but sometimes it's difficult for me because I can't even fathom the questions that will make them realize how wrong they are. <laughs> Cause I just, it, it seems like such a long journey. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's like we were talking about earlier with politics on Facebook or Instagram. You just have to be like, well, I'm just going to let this person think this because they're not going to change their mind. Exactly. And I'm, it depends on the especially person. in this political landscape. Uh, I'm doing that more and more. I used to be really vocal about my politics um when you could still have like discussions but at this point like i feel like people are so polarized polarized that there's no bringing someone back from one side to the other uh it's just it's it's a different world that we're living in right now than it used to be 10 years ago all right that's a good tip okay thanks man appreciate that's a hot appreciate the support Mm mm-hmm uh okay this one i don't know it's kind of in the same vein i guess it's not but this is one that my girlfriend will certainly agree with and girlfriends and wives all over the world may as well it's posted by user rider luck and it is when people talk about their problems they will ask for your advice if they need it usually they just want someone to listen and i know a lot of guys have this issue with their ladies they will come with a problem that they obviously just want to kind of vent and have you listen to. And you're just like a lot of people's brains and I think more so men, I don't know. They just, we just start popping out solutions even though they probably already know that, but they don't, and they don't give a shit what you have to say. They just want to get it off their chest. So I've done this so many times and now I just, I need to learn to shut up. I'm just like, you know, Hey, hi, another male here. I do this as well. Uh, I'm the worst at this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm the worst at this. I fucking always, I just always want to fix it. I'm just like, it drives me nuts. I'm just like, well, here's the yeah. solution. Let me fix this for you. And they don't want that. They don't want that at all. So you just kind of got to go, yeah. okay. Uh huh. In your mm-hmm. head, you're like, it's so easy. Just, do this or tell them this. And they're like, fuck you. Yeah. You're just going to get now. Wait, now I'm the one who you're mad. You're just going to get in a fight, man. Don't even bother. Just sit back and listen and take and and, and and put your, keep your solutions to yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you have some eye drops handy, put some fake, some eye drops in and get some fake tears maybe. Oh yeah. Bonus tip. Bonus tip. Bonus tip. I don't know how you're going to get those fake tears in your eyes without them noticing, but Uh, just go to the bathroom. Just be like, I have an emergency bathroom emergency. And then act like you act like you're crying. Yeah. I was thinking about what you said in there and you were right. You're such a great boyfriend, Austin. 
All right. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, this one comes from Kazuka Fur. Kazuka Fur. If your phone charger doesn't seem to fit properly anymore or the charger gets bumped and stops charging, your charger port may just be filled with dirt and lint causing poor connection, and it may just need to be cleaned. Uh, I know this from a f- experience. I brought my phone in and uh, to the Apple store, I waited an ungodly amount of time for them to fix it, and then they are just like, because my charger wouldn't plug in and they're just flipped it over, stuck a little, uh, like paperclip device in the bottom and fished out a big piece of lint and problem solved. And now I find, <laughs> now I find this all the time and I've fixed many people's cell phones this way when they're like, Oh, it's not charging right. And I just take a paperclip or something, swipe the inside of that charging port. And sure enough, there's pocket lint in there. That's like, that's like when my uh, I'm trying so hard not to make a belly button joke. That's like when my mom so like swears something's wrong with her iPad and I'm just I restart it and she's like, "Oh my god, you're the best! How do you fucking you know everything about these?" And every time I just restart it, and it usually works. Yep, that's another. But that's, that's, that's a good tip. That's I didn't a good know bonus about that. tip there, Austin. Yeah. But dude, that happened to me. I didn't know that. I have a lot of chargers that don't work. Well, sometimes it could be like an off-brand too. Like I feel like it just doesn't work after a while. But maybe that's because they just need a, a cleaner connection or something. Dude, so. swipe the inside of that port. Can you blow on it like a video game, like an old video game? I wonder, maybe. No, because it gets lodged in there. It's a pretty small space, and sometimes those those things get really jammed in the back because you're just constantly compressing it with that charger, you know. So it just gets bunched up at the back, and you got to really dig it, mm. dig it out. I'll have to give it a try. Yeah, man. You'll be surprised how much lint can fit in that little port. Yeah, I can't imagine what's in there. Uh, should we stop? No, just finish it. I don't think okay. we can't put a limit on tips, man. People need these tips. There's too many tips, yeah, and there's just not enough time, so we're going to make enough time. <clears throat> okay. Uh This one is by user thoughts and questions. The last Owen questions is with a zero. This one is, instead of asking what you do for a living, ask, how do you spend your time? Some people don't like talking about their work, especially if recently unemployed. And, uh, dude, this is a good one. I remember this was, like, super applicable when you didn't see people from high school for, you know, within 10 years or whatever. Just, like, I hate the question of at your reunion or whatever. It's like, what do you do for a living? What do you, you know, it gets so old. And so I don't know if I like the way they phrase that. What do you do for fun? That's kind of creepy. Or how do you spend your time? But I feel like there's something you can ask. I usually just ask them if they've watched, like, have you watched uh, Game of Thrones or something like that? Something to change the subject. That's a, so that was, I think, good advice from the user. And then that's a horrible question that you ask people. Because what are you going to get out of game? That's a two sec. That's a way to get out of a conversation. But if you actually generally I, want to know, I mean, this was years ago. I don't do it as much now. Yeah. Game of Thrones is kind of dated, but I don't know, man. I can always talk some good Game of Thrones still to this day. Until you find someone who really likes Game of Thrones, yeah, or if they've like read all the books multiple times and get really deep into the weeds, right? You can't hang with those guys. He starts breaking down all these complex fan theories, and then looks at me for some sort of response, and I'm like, I like the midget. <laughs> Little person, that, that guy's that guy's a good actor, right? Yeah. But yeah, but anyways, the just the the thought of, or the talking about what people do for a living, unless it's something like interesting or I don't know, it just it gets annoying. Yep. But I guess it depends on the situation. Is that a shit tip? Yeah. No, I mean that's a great way, especially for I think that's especially for strangers. You know, if you're at a bar and you meet someone and you're like running out of things to talk about and you want to breach the subject that's a good thing because maybe you have a hobby in common or something um and maybe they will tell you about their work and maybe they do the same thing as you and then you guys can go off and talk about that but it, it, it leaves them the option of how much they want to reveal than if you ask someone um you know just flat out what do you do for a living uh, right i guess neither one's wrong this is just like uh something that you can add to your conversation arsenal yeah and maybe just don't care what people do and just judge them for who they are and not what they do for a living. 
Although if I met a guy and he's like, I work at Taco Bell and he was embarrassed about it, I'd be like, I have so many questions for you. <laughs> like, first of all, how do I get one of those sour cream guns and then get his number and see if he could make me some crazy concoctions? Be like, dude, I have some ideas for your R&D department. We're going to need to sit down and talk. So, I got a bonus tip for someone out there that wants to uh, start a new business. Uh, create a Taco Bell copy that uses quality ingredients and just make the exact same recipes, but with like homemade delicious tortillas and really good quality meats. I think that would be amazing. Where does Del Taco fall in that? Do they go to the opposite direction or is it just like, I, I don't know. I don't really eat at either of those restaurants, so I couldn't tell you I'm the worst person, but have you heard of the better Del Taco? Do you know that there's, I think it's in Barstow on the way to Vegas. It's like famous that there's a mm. Del Taco. I think it's one of the first ones. And they actually do use better ingredients than the regular t- Del Taco. At least people swear by it. I can't really speak mm. on this, but I've had so many people, oh, do you go to the D- Del Taco in Barstow? It's the best one. And they like give you more more of everything, like more meat, more cheese. And <laughs> I'd have to see it to believe it. I feel like it's these people are full of shit. I swear. I mean, it, I didn't know about it till I moved to California and I started taking a different route to Vegas. Uh, but I've I've heard multiple people from multiple social circles talk about the the Del Taco and Barstow. Maybe you can mm. look it up online and and get to the truth. Yeah, I'm never one of those people that's like Toyota versus Honda, uh, Chevy, Ford, Coke, Pepsi, but. Del Taco, Taco Bell, dude, I'm Taco Bell all day. I'll fight to the death that Taco Bell is better than Del Taco. I like my local mom and pop Mexican food shop. I mean, come on, why you gotta get all pretentious on me? Of course, I'm not. I'm just saying I don't. I'm not a Taco Bell fan. If there's a time and a place, Julian, I know. I a lot of people love it. I'm not dogging. I've, I'm not two Mexican food places right by my house that I love: Pacos and Quesadillas. Oh my god, I love Pacos. And, uh, and they're both closed on Sunday. Both closed on Sundays, so... Well, they're good church-going folk. What? What's you got to do? All right. Okay, uh, last tip of the day. This is one that I use religiously, and it works really well for me. And it comes from Badass Mama Jamma. And it is, always thoroughly organize the important things. Wallet and keys should always go in the same place every day. Then you never have to rush after losing your keys again. Um, yeah, I do this every day. I put my keys before I go to bed in the exact same spot, which is the pants I wore the previous day. I just leave them in the pocket and then I can just pick up my pants. (laughs) That's kind of (laughs) weird. I didn't expect you to say that. That's where I keep them. I always know where's my keys and wallet in the pants I wore the previous day. And then I just switch them to my new pants along with my belt. That's weird. What if they get washed or something? Why don't you just put them on the dresser or something? Well, because I take my pants off before I go to bed, and I just, I just leave them on the floor. All right. Works for you. It's it's my thing. I can tell you how to live. And here's a bonus tip. But but bonus tip, or ding ding ding. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. You go ding 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 ding. Bonus tip. Get what? Do it. Get those ding ding ding. Do it. Bonus tip. Wait, do it again. Ding ding ding. Bonus tip. We'll work on it. Ding, ding, ding. Bonus tip. All right, whatever. There you go. Um, get a tile for your keys and your wallet, and then anytime you lose your keys and your wallet, you can find it with your phone by making them beep or tracking them uh, through the GPS, and that is very useful, and they're like 25 bucks a piece. <clears throat> well spent Yeah, money. that's good. If you're one of those people that loses your shit all the time. Like you, Austin. Yeah, I just... Dude, I'm actually I've gotten really good about this. Uh, we haven't lived together put, in a while, but back in the day, yeah, Austin I put, always lost his I shit. I put my sh- I, as soon as I walk in the door, I put my keys, my wallet, sunglasses, whatever, right on this dresser to the right every fucking time, and it's always there. I always know where it is. Occasionally, I I don't get it, but ninety five percent of the time. But dude, Brandon, I've been with him so many times, where he is. We're looking for his keys for 40 minutes. They're always somewhere different. He's never put his keys in the same place twice in his entire life. That's that's a, a bad habit to get in, and we should teach this to Brandon. 
Yeah, and I know if Brandon heard this, he'd be like, "Well, dude, fuck you! You have to go pee as soon as we're it's time to leave." Which I know I do. Yeah, that's Austin's other thing. He loves using the bathroom right when you have to leave, especially. That's why I'm, uh, I'm like, especially if you have to be somewhere on time. If you got a dinner yeah. reservation or movie time, you got to make <laughs> Austin's got to drop a deuce right when it's time yeah. to leave. Oh, hold on, we gotta go. I come out all dressed up. I'm like, okay, everyone ready to go? They're like, yes. I'm like, I have to go shit. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's got the worst timing with his shits, dude. I know. I'm sorry. It's all right. Okay. On that note, uh, I think we can end it. Um, we need to get a little theme song at the end that we sing on the way out. Yeah. Sounds good. We're like, just the tips, just tips, just tips, baby. What do you think of that? Uh, I think we can work on it, but it, it's a just good start. Tips, it's a good baby. start. You do one. Uh, show me your tips. We showed you our tips. What you think of these tips? Ooh, I like that. I don't know. I'm not a musician. I'm still learning the piano. Talk to me in six months. Yeah, everything will be different. Yes. Be a traveling musician. <laughs> if we can travel at that point. You won't even have time for this podcast. Nope. I hope so. I'm going nuts. Yep. All right. Okay. Well. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care of yourselves. Love you. Uh, love you, too. Okay, bye. Bye. Just tips, my baby. You doing? Show me your tips. We showed you our tips. What you think of these tips?